Hello and welcome to the Lowdown, an insider's look at stories touching our lives here on Cape Cod and beyond. My name is Ira Wood and you're listening to us live today on WOMR 92.1 FM Provincetown, WFMR 91.3 FM Orleans, and streaming worldwide on WOMR.org. O-R-G. So I've asked this before. Let's see if you were listening in. What's the tallest granite structure in the entire United States? Is over a century old, was designed by the same architect as Boston's Old South Church and Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum, has been dedicated by two presidents and is around the corner from WOMR. It's the Pilgrim Monument and Provincetown Museum, not only the town's premier visitor attraction, but becoming known as one of the most progressive and inclusive museums in the country. Totally committed to getting history right and honoring all those who have had a place in Cape Cod history. Today we'll be getting an update about their award-winning outdoor incline elevator, an attraction in itself their latest accomplishments, and what you don't want to miss this season. Joining me in the studio today is K. David Widener, Ph.D., the ever-lively and super-dedicated executive director of the Pilgrim Monument and Museum. David, thank you for joining me today. Thanks, Ira. I always appreciate coming and, and visiting and listening and being a part of your uh, audience. So, before we start, and I know that we're going to talk about this coming season, but I want to ask you personally, what keeps you coming back and enthused about the Monument uh, Museum? What excites you about your job? The things that excite me are energy and our patrons that come every day to our shores, pilgrims from all over, to visit and experience our message of truth tolerance, respect, unity, trust, her, his, and their story. And that just sends goose up my spine. I just, I, I get excited about it. I oftentimes uh, walk in the early morning hours to check the monument out structurally, and we do a safety check every day. And you just stand in the our gorgeous grounds, which we use for rentals and, and weddings and, and, and experiences. And you stand up and you look and you see the tall tower. And you just think, this is where we are. And that's what brings me back every day for energy and the people that come to visit us. And we want more people to come to visit. What do you mean by a safety check? I'm. What, do you like pound well, on the walls? Are you worried about like bricks falling out? I'm a big safety and uh, mitigation risk person coming out of the school district experiences that I've had in my professional career. So we have trees on our yard, grounds that limbs fall. We have doors and windows that sometimes break. So we always need to do a security safety check every day just to make sure it's safe for our patrons. And uh, we do that every day. I think it's so great to have a compulsive executive director. <laughs> I really do. I, everybody needs a compulsive executive director a compulsive in type their a, life. Compulsive type A would be my description, I suspect. So you're really committed to highlighting all of the important groups that made Provincetown unique in American history. And last year we talked a lot about your exhibit, Our Story, which illustrates the early history of the Wampanoag Nation on Cape Cod and is actually the first permanent exhibit in the world to tell the story from the Wampanoag perspective. Let's focus right now on the 20th century and your collaboration with the Generations Project. 
What is the Generations Project and why does that excite you? Well, the Generations Project, let's back up the bus a little bit. Prior to my being executive director, our institution really did not have a complete view of the story. We didn't talk about the Native people or our BIPOC community here in Provincetown, the fact that the Native people were here well before Mayflower Pilgrims. This was their place. We needed to have that story mentioned permanently. So as you just mentioned, we talk about our story, our story exhibit, stunning. It's the only, it has the only white voice in it is is mine being the, the introduction and everything else is all written and produced by the native people. Um, but we've also then also noticed that we didn't have any mention of our LGBTQ plus community within Provincetown at our museum, at our History Museum. So uh, when I became executive director in 2017, we set on approach to ensure that we had some of those stories told. We launched and, and partnered with the Generations Project, which is a group of very highly talented, skilled young people that are out listening and taking stories of note of LGBTQ plus people all over the country. They focus, though, here in Provincetown right now to talk about an anecdotal history of the last century of gay folks here in P-Town. And uh, we've curated it. We have an exhibit that's up daily. It's a, uh, it's a permanent exhibit that really enshrines the stories of our LGBTQ plus community over the last century. And it's documented by firsthand accounts uh, and short documentary videos. So we encourage people to come and see it and tell the stories of the past uh, and the people that have lived and changed our town. So what does it um, actually consist of if you go up to the museum? Is it uh, videos or do you have like exhibits like like? Like, for instance, some years ago we talked about the Hat Sisters. So is it that you have um, artifacts or is it mostly video? How, how does yes, it, what sure. is it like? It has a try of viewers kind of get a picture of it. As, a, as different from the Hat Sisters, which actually is a credit to Dr. John Michael Gray and his, uh, and his husband, uh, Tim O'Connor, who still works in our institution every day. Uh, the Hat Sisters case is a visual experience and, sees, and you see some artifacts. The Generations Project is all video and audio. So we have three independent monitors that run a chronology of the lives, stories of the lives of people who've lived and died in the 20th century here in Provincetown in the LGBTQ plus community. So the patron would come in and visit. Currently, the exhibit is on three individual screens and it's on a loop. We are hoping with some fundraising with the Generations Project to get those stories to be actually um, cataloged, touchscreen access, so that you could touch a particular topic or a particular interest area or a particular name, and that story would pop up. Right now, it's just on a loop, so everybody gets the same thing. If you stand there and watch it, you'll, you'll, see, the th you'll see the whole exhibit three or four times. So it sounds to me like the project is more at this stage like a labor of love than one that's sort of driven by academic expertise and grant funding the way that traditional museum um, exhibits uh, come come to be. It has been, and we're really working to kind of change that model. Currently, uh, the Generations Project has funded the the content development, and we, uh, Pilgrim Monument Provincetown Museum, have funded the space and the and the location for the permanent exhibit. Um, we actually are trying to do joint some joint fundraising with Generations Project so that this grows beyond what we have in our institution because the stories right now are very self-contained and. 
and we would like to be able to get them um, turned into more internet interactive content, so to speak. That takes money, uh, and like all nonprofits, the Generations Profit Generations Project is a nonprofit, and the Pilgrim Monument in Provincetown Museum is the oldest nonprofit on Cape Cod. Takes us some money to get do those things, but right now we've got a great exhibit that we currently want people to kind of come and view, and I believe as we continue to change uh, stories, we are continuing to add to that exhibit as well. Well, to me, it sounds, if, if I were a fundraiser, if I were someone who did that for a living, it would seem to me that that would be something that is ready to explode. So that would be a topic that the, and a project that would be absolutely absolutely ready to explode. And you guys are on the, totally well, on the ground you. floor. We, we would agree with that. I hope other listeners would say, hey, that's a great topic. I'd like to help fund that. Exactly. If you're just joining us, you're listening to The Lowdown with Ira Wood on WOMR. And today we're talking about one of the most interesting places to visit on Cape Cod, the Pilgrim Monument and Provincetown Museum. Here to tell us about what's great about it and what's up this year is K. David Widener, and he's the executive director. So, so now we get to one of the most unique projects on all of Cape Cod. And this is something that people have wanted to know about forever because they usually don't get excited about elevators. But whenever I mention the monument, they ask about yours. I really don't, I don't know, maybe maybe the Prudential Center has an enthusiastic bunch of fans. I don't know. But, and before we start talking about it, I need to say that it is not a funicular, but an inclined elevator. Tell us about the project now that it's up and running. Well, Al, you know, we've done this. We built it during COVID. It's had one full year of, uh, of operation during the 2021 season, 2022 season. <clears throat> and we're really thrilled with how it has, um, has brought more visitors. And interestingly, we, we designed it for ADA access, for accessibility. People are indeed using the lift for elevator access to get up to our gorgeous grounds that as part of the project we made uh, ADA accessible. The monument itself does not have a lift, but we do have an ADA accessible ramp up to the balustrade. So if you're a person of challenging means, you don't have to walk any of the stairs to get up to the to the rise. You could actually see our gorgeous harbor. You could never make the make the whole thing no, ADA that would accessible. Be no, that would be impossible. And we actually, uh, Massachusetts uh, Historical Commission has allowed us to not... We're, we have we're we're grandfathered under a variance, so we don't have sure. to do that. But our elevator itself is totally ADA compatible, and so we're seeing people take advantage of it. Uh, young people, old people. In fact, the other day I had a young young child. He wrote it. I I swear, probably 15, 20 times. On, I was looking for his parents, and and they were nowhere to be found. He was using it as a little bit of a, a vacation from mom and dad. So I was like. <laughs> This is a good thing. We've got uh, kids actually riding it and enjoying the enjoying the trip. And you you're okay with kids. You're a kid you're a kid friendly organization. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because if we're wanting to get young people excited about the stories of life, you have to look at what they, they have to be uh, excited themselves. So the the elevator and the lift brings people up. They're all excited about it. We've got some new things in the ex, in the exhibits this year that would be give them give them interest and our bookstore also has some amazing amazing books for young children. Well, very often bookstores are the most interesting part, or part of the most interesting 
things to see in a museum. What else can you get in your in your bookstore? Can you get gifts and things? You can get gifts. We actually have got two big uh, incentives we're doing right now. We just are working with uh, Provincetown uh, Perfect Perfect Picnic, Perfect Picnic Provincetown. Uh, Mark and Peter have approached us, and we're doing a, an opportunity. They can make the monumental picnic. You can go to their website, buy lunch. They'll come up and set it on our gorgeous ground. It includes a ticket to the monument. And they can have a picnic on our gorgeous grounds. So Perfect Picnic Provincetown is is alive and well at the Pilgrim Monument. You also so got their sandwiches pic- and stuff too. Perfect Picnic is a, is, a is a business. Is a business here in town on here Commercial in, Street. On Commercial Street, mm-hmm. and they specialize in eating, helping you to maximize your outdoor eating experience. Exactly. You can walk in and get a picnic from them. They'll sell you a monument ticket, goes over, hits the inclined elevator, takes you right up the top, and you can have a picnic on the grounds. You can also get their sandwiches and uh, snacks in our in our gift shop. We also have some initially, uh, we've just now commissioned a new chocolate bar. Is it in the shape of it's the monument? It's in the monument? shape of the monument. It, we are ten. We just approved the molds yesterday. I kid you not. So we're hopeful to have it. Uh, Chatham Chocolate Company uh, in Chatham are doing it for us, and they're going to make the uh, make a monumental chocolate bar. How big is it? Well, it's not that big. <laughs> it's the size of your phone. How but many? It's, but, it's, but, it, so, but it actually is a replica of the monument by scale. Okay, so maybe over the years. It, over the years, we'll get bigger. It, it'll get. It'll get. <laughs> It'll get bigger. Is, has anything weird ever happened on the elevator? Have you ever caught anybody doing anything weird? Or have you ever had to ask anyone to leave? No, honestly not. People have been quite, um, I'll use the word well-behaved from the old school administrator perspective. They've been really uh, respectful. Uh, we've um, touched wood, haven't had any uh, any particular interests with graffiti. Um, kids are excited. Parents are excited. They love the rise from the base when it goes all up and it's as quiet as all get out. But when you get up to the top and you can just peek over and see the harbor, it's just quite an amazing view. Uh, and people love to take videos. We have tons of videos that are posted to Instagram channels and personal channels of people list of going on the lift and taking pictures of it. It's crazy. Yeah, there's a whole international <laughs> group of people. There are YouTube videos all over about people who love elevators. They do. And I was wondering if any of them have found your Well, they elevator. have. I don't know them particularly, but I was scanning the other night just kind of looking at Instagram channels and places that people that actually do go to these kind of conveyances all over the world and take pictures and movies and post them online. It's a, it's a thing. Uh, they're coming to Provincetown. I know it. That's what we're counting on. Who was the impetus behind this? Where did the idea come from? It, was it before your... Before your well, time, it must have been there, in the works for there a was long it, time. There were some discussions about it. The, the Well, since the monument was, uh, Associated was founded in 1892, monument was built between 1907 and 1910. Uh, we've always had that piece of land at the base of Bradford Street to do X with, question mark. Um, there were they wanted to do there were many opportunities to do a staircase to to the monument and put different kind of switchbacks was the hill stable all that that kind of went by for years there were a lot of plans nothing ever came to fruition uh, Jay Cashman of Jay Cashman Inc. Uh, his great-great-grand-nephew was, uh, I'm sorry, great-great-uncle, sorry, was one of the layers of a piece of granite.
ran it with Teddy Roosevelt. Mr. Cashman was really interested in trying to assist us in getting the monument uh, accessible to the town and bring the town to the monument, et cetera. So he had some ideas about a conveyance um, and we thought about maybe some sort of a gondola kind of thing and there were different words. When I got here in 2017, it was stuck. It really was a stuck uh, idea. And uh, when Courtney Hearst became president uh, in June of 2017, she and I really launched the campaign and with then trustee Paul DeRider, um, really kind of worked to figure out what are we going to do. I went over to Europe to do a little bit of a reconnaissance on how these things work, found outdoor engineers uh, and their Swiss-based uh, firm that build these inclines into hillsides all over the world. Personal people have them. Oprah Winfrey actually has one in uh, her home in Hawaii, same company. Um, so they're, they're known everywhere. And this was a perfect application for it. The challenge that the engineers had in our engineering firm, uh, John Bologna from Coastal Engineering, was to try to get the work points established on a hillside where they had to f basically plant it in, in air. It was, it was amazing and uh, another uh, engineering feat done at the Pilgrim Monument, not unlike the monument being built. So if you're just joining us and you're listening in on The Lowdown with Ira Wood and WOMR, and today we're talking about the tallest building on Cape Cod, one of the most interesting, and how to get to it. It's, of course, the Pilgrim Monument and Provincetown Museum. My guest is K. David Widener, the executive director. So something else that you do every year and is actually ongoing right now is a collaboration with the Provincetown Art Association and Museum, um, and you do a joint art show. We, yeah, we I do. love collaborations. Well, Tell us what that you is. You need to come up and see it. It's probably the nicest juried show that we have been able to do. We've done three with Pam, and everyone every year they get better. Uh, this year we didn't have a particular theme. It was the uh, the jurists and their curator uh, created the theme, and I provided the space and the East Gallery. And uh, it's kind of under darkness of night. The jurors come in and they meet and they review all the all the pieces of artwork. We had about 175. Um, maybe 160, 170 contributions this year. Uh, and then we thank everybody that contributed. And then their jurors, our artists were selected. And we have a juried show now that you can come in. And it's the, it's quite stunning to see the work it's that's on at, display. It's on display. It's on at, display at the monument. At um, the monument. We can you actually, have a lot of space, don't We you? do. The East Gallery is a lovely, gorgeous art space. And we actually have a joint ticket with Pam that people can purchase a $25 uh, uh, admission ticket that gets you into both PAM and PMPM in the same day. So when people come to town, either institution sells the ticket, and then you can get into either institution and really experience fine quality art here in Provincetown. So you have other collaborations, and one of them that excited me is you had something called a multi-town scavenger hunt. What what is? No, you know, is that, I'm all into fun things, right? That sounds like a kid thing. Well, were it they was running, a kid. Were they running up and down the monument? What did you? <laughs> well, what did you hide there well, for the kids we, to we, see? We hid all kinds of little interesting artifacts, but the Wellfleet Police Department and the Wellfleet Recreation Department approached us uh, approached me this year about doing a scavenger hunt. They have this program called the Community Center Without Walls for young people that really are not wanting to be involved in riffraff 
photograph. They want to do something productive with their afternoons and their weekend times. And the Wellfleet Police Department, in conjunction with Wellfleet Rec, creates programming. So they wanted to create an afternoon programming or a Saturday. I forget what day it was. I think it was, a, it was a Saturday, April 29, actually, when we gathered all these young kids. They scavenged a hunt from Orleans all the way down and ended at the monument. Big pizza party. They had access to the grounds, access to the museum. They climbed the monument. And uh, was all to, to provide community-based support for young people. So how did they do it? Everybody, They had a list of things they to find? They had a list of things. That, yeah, and I don't know. what. I, on my end, they were having to find the things like count the number of steps, how many blocks were in the monument, where's the narwhal tusk, who's Admiral McMillan, uh, those kinds of interesting little tidbits, the kind of basis right in Provincetown. They had to go through the uh, Our Story exhibit and also had to take a look at, uh, they wanted to see the one of the Hat Sisters cases, I think, too, as part of their exhibit to kind of scavenger to find friends. So that, it was that, fun stuff. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. It was great. It was great fun. You should have one for adults. Hmm. Like a, a cocktail that. hour, like a cocktail. Maybe you could collaborate with me, I ran on that. We could come up with lots of, of things. Come up with lots of things that people won't be able to find, but that they'll have a lot of fun. They'll have fun with it. If we could do a fundraiser out of it, I would love it. <laughs> You're into anything that'll raise funds. Well, we're the oldest nonprofit on Cape Cod. We need people to understand that we're not owned by the Park Service. We're not owned by the town. We are the oldest nonprofit on Cape Cod. And for the monument to continue to stand tall for tolerance and acceptance, we need people to join be members come and visit pay admission fees come to our bookstore so that's one is that did you just make up that slogan stand tall for tolerance well i've had you know these little things do run in my (laughs) brain but it is a stand tall for tolerance and we are an institution that welcomes pilgrims every day to the shores whether you come in by car by bus by plane by boat however we welcome people tell me about the um i think um we never get to talk about this because of course it happens in november tell us about setting up all the lights. Our light, our yeah, how does lighting. that how does that even work? People <laughs> climb up there and throw the lights down. Well, we have a wonderful dedicated set of electricians, Carlos Silva and O'Neill Myrie, uh, lovely, lovely guys that help us do that. I know Carlos has several others that help with him too. Um, it's quite a it's quite a process. It must be. Because it's quite a process because um, we obviously we started earlier. We you know the we light the monument on November 11th. We no, don't do on it November far, 11th. November 11th, which is the day that the Mayflower Pilgrims actually landed in Provincetown, oh, okay. 1620. So we do it November 11th, also Veterans Day. But it's a day that we prepare weeks in advance. The lights are actually uh, new in, new LED lights. I got a lot of flack for changing to LED a few years ago, but was trying to save some money and and make them a little more uh, energy energy proof. You uh, got you got uh, crap? Well, what, we, what do people well, want? Candles? What, well, what? they were too, they, they were different and they were, too bright and people complained. Yeah. But you could just see them from farther away. <laughs> exactly. You know, I can't make this up. It's just the truth. People so, will complain, right? People, people will, will complain. All, no matter how hard you try <laughs> to do the right thing. To do the right thing, people will always exactly. complain. Exactly. But it's, a, it's an exciting thing to see all the lights come up when it's a good day. Uh, we haven't thought about making that a media opportunity. We may have to video that this year, but it's a process because you kick them all out there on wires and string and then there's a little pulley all the way at the top. Oh, you pull them up, you pull yes, they're pulled up. They're pulled up. So we have, and you. I'm and glad I'm not in charge. I would you know, walk you, up there's and a drop wire them that down. gets thrown down. It's a little. I don't particularly get involved in it. I watch it, but I don't because you just wouldn't want me. How to long do does it take them to? And how many strings of lights are there? Uh, there are 13 strings. Uh, no, 11 strings of lights, and it, depending upon the time, it can take 
It, depending upon the weather and how fast things move, it can get done in a day, but most times it's a two-day process. Okay. Yeah. In the past, you've had chamber music concerts anymore? We have not since COVID resurrected our chamber music program. I'm really looking this year to get back more into, maybe into next year to do some more programming in there that way. Okay. Have you ever experienced the ghost of Rosilla Bangs? Uh, the only person who died during the construction of the Pilgrim Monument. And I want to tell her story. Do tell her story. She was 80, an 85-year-old woman walking on a stormy night when lightning struck a rail car that was transporting the granite to build the monument. The car broke loose and killed her instantly. Apparently, there was a bench and a tree placed on the spot where she was killed, and her ghost has reportedly been seen sitting there on occasion during the storms. What can you tell us about this? I can't confirm or deny that. I do know I do know that she did indeed pass, but I will say on August the 26th of last summer, we had a massive lightning storm. And it did strike the monument and caused us quite a bit of a havoc of damage. We lost a lot of electronic gear. And there was some remnants of um, perhaps a... Perhaps maybe Miss Bangs did make a visit again of to uh, let us know that she's still around. So I, I I can say that that did occur, and and we are we're not thrilled with the lightning strike or anything else. But I do hope Miss Bangs finds her, finds her spiritual place. Very interesting. Before we sh we have a, just a few more minutes. People, you have apparently, what do you have, an acre of beautiful grass lands? Yeah, more than, a, yeah, more more than, than an, acre. Yeah, more an acre. And so that you. Rent that out for weddings. Have you ever had a, ever had a bar or bat mitzvah up there? We have. We have had many weddings. I've. We probably have had a bar mitzvah, not in my ten years since twenty seventeen, okay. but we would absolutely welcome that for sure. For sure, uh, we love to have gatherings, professional development groups. Uh, we have Glad. We have Fine Arts Work Center. Outer Cape Health comes every year. Oh, so a lot of people have their uh, their, their annual, annual event mm -hmm, there, mm -hmm. and we would love to provide more opportunity. For, and people are interested in actually renting our grounds or doing an event up there. We have a new employee, uh, Jay Dilks, who actually, she, that's her job, is to actually go out and find and seek and build the grounds rentals. And you can always go to our website, which is www.pilgrim, P-I-L-G-R-I-M dash monument, M-O-N-U-M-E-N-T dot O-R-G, and look under grounds rentals and we'd be happy to uh, uh, take care of an inquiry for you. So, I, as I look at your admission policies, they haven't changed. You, you charge the same thing as you did last year. Correct. Um, but there are very weird prices. Like adults are $20.94. Seniors are uh, and teens are $16.75. And children are $9.42. So I have to ask... What? Why? Well, I will tell you why. Instead of just charging $20, and because we are the oldest nonprofit on Cape Cod, we have actually added the convenience fee, the credit card fee, because oh, okay. we need to recoup that money. And we need to charge that. So that's why the ticket is $20, but the service fee is $0.94. Cents. So an adult ticket 
is $20.94. I imagine you've had many board arguments on whether you should round it off. Actually, not. We've been very <laughs> sounds cool like, about that. Sounds like a board would argue <laughs> no, about. No, actually, we've been. We have an amazing board. Dr. Steve Rodini is our, our board chair, and we have a really great board of individuals that are working hard to support the mission of tolerance, respect, and truth that we are offering. So visitors come to Provincetown with family and want to stick around for the day. Um, I know the museum is a great place for kids. What about cranky relatives? Cranky relatives. The can you leave thing. them up there so well, you'll take you, care you, of them? <laughs> they can ride the lift all day long. <laughs> they should come across, buy a ticket at the ski house, get greeted by Tim O'Connor, who generally works down at the base of Bradford Street, have them come up, have a sandwich from Perfect Picnic. They would be there all day long. Last ticket sales at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and the last climb of the monument is at 4.15. Okay. Um, in your opinion, what's the best time to visit? Oh, wow. Um, in my opinion, um, I really, well, I'm a morning person. I think the best time really is that is that sweet spot around 11, 30, 12 o'clock morning. Morning is always good. Um, we have bus tours and groups in at a variety of times. So there's no like one quiet, quiet. It does get quieter in the afternoon. So if you're looking for a quiet museum experience, uh, getting a ticket at half three, uh, our last ticket sales at four, uh, lets you in the museum. You've got a good hour and a half before we close the doors mm -hmm. at five to, to experience it. Is it air conditioned? Absolutely. Okay. So on a really, really hot afternoon, you don't feel like going to the beach you can come to the Provincetown Museum, have a wonderful educational experience. Absolutely. Okay, so that's about it. Today, we've been talking about an incredibly unique place to visit. Whether you live in the Outer Cape or want to have fun with visitors, the Pilgrim Museum and Provincetown Monument, my guest has been K. David Widener, Ph.D. I want to thank Matthew Dunn not Ph.D., for his tech work on the show. Check out their website, pilgrimmonument.org, for all the information you need. This is Ira Wood with the lowdown on places you'd travel a long distance to visit if they weren't a couple of miles down the road, one interview at a time. Bye for now. 